Some old school Spanish. Some Lufthansa. They did it. The Lufthansa heist. Jimmy, you son of a bitch. Actually, Spanish study. I'm sorry. It's Spanish study. Different Whatever. Old. It's all gravy, baby. It's an old Spanish basketball. Anyways. Welcome, welcome to the, the podcast. Show. What's up, folks? This is Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe. I'm Chris Evans. That's Trevor Alstrom. Hey, what's up? Got the graveliest of shits and the most gorgeous of Georges. Man, Trevor just has to remind these folks. Well, people aren't that <laughs> In case they forget. People aren't that smart sometimes, Chris. Right? Like who? Give me examples. Um, Christopher Columbus. Yes, fuck that guy. By the way, uh, Christopher Columbus, you hear me in the other region? We're still fighting. Fuck you. You're dumb. Suck it. Yeah, Trevor's got a real thing against Christopher Columbus. He's thinking about trying to build a uh, time machine, go back in time, and punch a hole in his ship or something. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to do like the uh, player haters time traveling thing. I'd be like, guys, Christopher Columbus. Uh-oh. Trevor's going to come in there and shoot a nigga. So what's up, Trevor? How's everything been going? Eh, I mean, busy, but it's going steady, though. Okay, what are you busy with? I'm doing the podcast right now. So oh, you're a busy boy. But, uh, like, you work full-time, and then uh, yesterday I went to see Dylan DeArmond's art show. Oh, how was that? It was good. Oakshire Brewing Company. He's with the group of, uh, shout-out to Eugene Darkroom Group. Yeah, he was that. talking about them. But that's the group of professional photographers that have all take, taken classes, and now they're on their own producing and selling their own photographs on the road again i can't wait to take some more photos Photos again nice good job so this is one that dylan took us to the woods it's a good picture it's a waterfall in a black and white backdrop somewhere he took this is one of the other photographers who's pretty cool it's a picture of a a, uh, Firework. firework yeah but Somebody got picture. a picture of a firework. It looks like a burning cross. Looks like looks like a different sort of event, kind of. I guess. Nah, I'm just me being yeah. a terrible person. Yeah, it just looks like a firework. Yeah, it's a firework. <laughs> it's a firework. All anyways, right. <laughs> it was cool. They, uh, they, I'm not sure when they do it again, but uh, Dylan Diarm is the guy that did the uh, the cool multi mixed media picture for us. Came over. Those who don't he know. mixed up the multis and the medias. All of them. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So cool. Shout out to local well, you had professional a, photographers. You had a good time. It sounds like. Yeah, and then I went off and then went to D and D. So I didn't even go home. I went straight from that to Dungeons Dragons and then came home. 
Okay. Today was a fucking You sent me day. a picture of you the walking on train tracks yes. uh, the other day. Because it was right by the train tracks. Ah, okay. I just wanted to send you an The rail spikers, man. Those yeah. were the rail spikers. I was just making a joke about my family, too. Oh, okay. I said, I sent a picture of the train tracks. I said, family tradition. Mm. I was like, I'll make a joke out of it. It's a family tradition. There was a guy that got arrested on cops that sang that as he was getting arrested for being in his dad's house smoking crack with all of his friends. <laughs> and I mean, he, he had to be in his 40s or something, but he's living upstairs in his dad's house. And when the cops show up... Smoking because, crack. Yeah, because dad doesn't like his crackhead friends. So oh, the cops surprise. show up and uh, there's a couple in the bathroom and they threw a bunch of... Uh, uh, crack stems in the toilet and shit and they were trying to get rid of it but they arrested the guy the son for having you know people over the house that weren't supposed to be there and shit obviously with drugs and as he's getting uh, put into the car he goes he looks at the camera and he goes it's a family tradition <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, 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 then yeah the he gets put into the fucking <laughs> cop car I was like what is this dude's fucking deal He's yeah. uh, he's he's maybe he's gonna try out for the um, talent show in jail. I don't know. He's just getting ready. I'm getting rowdy and ready. Yeah, my day was pretty good. Um, no no big fires to put out. That's good. Everybody got taken care of. We did a good job with the customers. I got to talk to my uh, like my district manager today. And I told him, I was like, yo, I fucking hate this job. <laughs> He's like, you want to do something else? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to probably go on Monday and work at another store just loading trucks. So they're like, you're a good enough forklift driver. Do you just want to load trucks all day? I'm like, yeah, maybe. We'll see how it goes because the problem is, is that I kick ass at what I do. But other people suck. Yep. I know <laughs> and the they feeling. drag me down and they fucking make my world more stressful to work in. So I guess his idea was that he's like, if you go in there and you can just organize more and help to ship out the trucks faster, that'd be a huge bonus. And I was like, man, I know I can do that. So we'll go see what it's like. And hopefully, yeah, we'll have to see. Should but be. It'll I might probably be, able be to less. wear one headphone. That might be cool. If I get to wear one headphone and listen to music, ooh. That'd be cool. Because all I'm going to be doing all day is on a forklift. As long as I got one ear open, you know, I don't see any reason that maybe I can't sneak a headphone in. I've done that before. Breaking the law, breaking the law. I'm always breaking the law, man, but laws are made because people get hurt and things happen. But if you break a stupid law and nobody gets hurt, nobody seems to give a fuck. Like, like jaywalking. I did that multiple times today. Exactly. If you break a law that hasn't hurt or obstructed anybody, honestly, yeah. what have you done wrong? I cross the street when there's no cars coming at me. Exactly. I'm not endangering anyone, so what's Except the problem? Except for yourself, you know? And when you're taking your own life into account, you know, that's yeah. living. If there were no cars coming across, so I was good. I yeah. made it across the street, I was good. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that might be a better venue than fucking... Sitting at my job currently and just having a bunch of people that half-ass everything, and then one person have to do three times as much yeah, you because should, everybody half-asses. You should go to the forklift thing. Well, it, it was nice because now I gave them breathing room so that they could hire new people 
I got the new people in there. I pretty much trained them. They're they're good to go. You know, their biggest issue isn't me. It's the fucking management there, and it's above the management. So, the people that make decisions about how everything works, they don't work in the fucking bottom floor, bro. <laughs> they're not loading trucks every day or making saw blades sharper and shit. You know? That's where it always gets me is I hate motherfuckers making dumb decisions that I know immediately. I'm like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> well, at least where, where I'm at, it's a small company. So yeah. everyone, all my bosses are literally right there fixing cell blades yeah. feet from me. So yeah. it's different. Well, this locate or this company has, you know, but I've been in places 13 like locations, like, yeah. pretty big, you know, so big enough. I've worked for places where you had people telling you what to do and they had. Like, when I worked at Lands, I was building cabinets, loading trucks with cabinets, running sure. machines, and sure. I had people coming over making decisions when they had never built a cabinet or loaded a truck in their life. Sure. And I was telling them, like, this is what's good, and they didn't like it. I'm like, yeah. I do this every day. Yeah, no, I know how I know. long it's going to take. And I, was, I know if it's going to work yes. or not. And like you, Maybe I was, you should listen to me because like, I have the yes, fucking yes. knowledge. Then I was called a smartass. You are a smartass. Yes. And but, I, you know, still. I made this one bald-headed guy angry and start cussing. <sighs> he started getting his head. His yeah. head's, it, wouldn't that be hilarious if when bald dudes got upset, their head turned red? Like, it just started to shine like a little fucking, a little... Like, little hey, pimple. what's up, dickhead? And, oh, his head just... It's like, like a like circumcised penis. Yeah, he looks like he got a sunburn. Yeah, he looked like a circumcised penis been out in the sun too long, Like, but. man, you're about to pop, aren't you? Your yeah. pimple head's about to... Ah! <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. no, I, I think there's Shout always, out to angry, bald-headed guys. <laughs> well, I think there's always that miscommunication or that disconnect because the people that don't have to do it don't think of the logistics of time, of people, of things going wrong. Yeah. You know, because to take in all those accounts, you're, you're making up basically a floor plan for how long it's going to take. Yeah. You know, and if you got a shit idea, it shouldn't be fucking put into action at all. <laughs> Especially if somebody knows that it's not going to work. But I don't know. Sometimes you got to try new shit, too. You know, sometimes trying new things, it, it helps out. But, moving on to news. Yeah, okay. newses. So, we have the uh, largest fentanyl seizure in Eugene history that just happened. Who got what? Did the so, cops get it? The cops got it, and it was uh, apparently a guy that had come down from Portland, and he was selling to people here in Eugene, and they went and checked some places around here. Yeah. They found 18 pounds of solid fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And a lot of it was in uh, what they do, fake capsules of, like, uh, Xanax and yeah. other things. So yeah, like they fake have fake, uh, or they're, like, faux pills or whatever. Yeah. The, the weird thing about fentanyl is that it's being used to cut other drugs, like meth yes. and fucking coke. A lot of fentanyl is made in China and yeah. a lot of the country. Well, it's, it's made in America as well. We make fentanyl because it's used medically. Fentanyl mm -hmm. is a drug that is used in medicine industry, mm -hmm. but it wasn't until you know ten or twelve years ago that it became a street drug when people figured out it had a higher potency than heroin. Yes, you know why it's so big, and they use it to cut it. Well, it's the problem of people don't know when to say Take when. Yeah. yeah, and and when you don't know when to say when. You're just opening the door for Pandora's crazier box. and crazier yeah. and crazier drugs, you know? Like, we actually have Crocodile, which is uh, a 
degraded version of gasoline yeah. and they use uh, eye drops as an activator. I and am, it literally eats away sections of your skin. It's, I am all for legalization of cannabis. Tobacco is already legal. So is alcohol. Those will never go away. But I'm also that. fucking about cocaine. Like if cocaine could be produced properly and, and, and structuralized. problem with that. Coke would be fine for most people, but because, you know, it gets the, the big black eye from, it's a drug from Colombia flown in by the cartels and, you know, all this fear shit, bro. Coke Speaking has helped Columbia. the people of Colombia to become a crazy prosperous country. Yeah. That actually leads perfectly to my album review, Colombia. Come on. Spooky. But yeah, no, cocaine isn't as bad as people make it. But like anything, people don't know when to say when. Yeah. So that in in turn makes it a problem. It could be like you're eating too much broccoli. Anything. Anything, anything. anything can be turned into a drug yes. if you do too much of it. Water. Water can be turned into yes. a drug. You know, but it's all about the dosages and how you're using it. You know, so just be careful what you put in your body, people. Yes. What you got, man? You were talking about your albums. My albums. So I got uh, Salsapine. And uh, Salsapine was Mexican gentleman that was inspired by all the music coming up from Colombia in the 70s, 80s during the peak of cocaine and Escobar. And Escobar. Yep. But along with that, not only did cocaine flow up north from Colombia, but so did Cumbia music, which came from the hills the fields, of Columbia. The hills of Colombia where cocaine was being gathered. Yeah. That's what the music that, that people listened to as they were being murdered and making cocaine so was Cumbia. One of the most interesting things about the people that live in the, the fields, basically, they live there. It's families and generations yes. of them. Is most of them, from like 10 and up, all eat coca leaves. A lot of them do coke. A lot of them, you know, it, it helps them to work because they're a bunch of poor ass farmers living in a hill, just constantly trying to produce coca leaves. Yeah, you just know, because to, to make good cocaine, you have to have a ton of coca. Mm -hmm. And it's like hash. It's a similar concept. You can make uh, cannabis way more potent by by compounding all the trichomes and the THC together and the the plant matter. But most people don't need that. Most people need flour, and most people need coca leaves. Coca leaves are a great way to get energy. You just yes. gotta eat a couple of them. I've eaten coca leaves before. But, again, <laughs> it all goes back to people not knowing when is they when. Yes. Ah, this shit's interesting. But, um, cumbia music is very interesting. Um, a lot of the Latin, uh, countries have their own kind of distinct music. Um, Brazil, uh, Cuba... Colombia, Mexico, a lot of the larger countries and some of the smaller islands all have their own distinct music. And definitely cumbia is something I heard a ton growing up in South Florida because there's a lot of Colombians. There's a ton of Coke money that, yeah. that came in from South Florida. So, so you have Coke this, and cumbia pretty much are hand in hand. Bro, yeah. you have Dominicans, you have Colombians. Every South American country has its Caribbean. own little yeah. uh, uh, population in South Florida. I wish I had gotten this because California was just Mexico and then a few other countries, but mainly Mexico. I wish I had gotten like you a, a plethora of different ones. And it's so interesting because you, you wouldn't ever really think of... Well, you do kind of. Florida is a port for the world. But you'd never think it was just all the different walks of life, man. 
I'm it, sure. It really is. It's kind of like New York in that way. There's so many different people. Of the Southeast. Definitely. When I was bouncing on the bar, uh, at the bar I used to work at in Fort Lauderdale, these fucking people would get straight out of the port. I'm talking sailors, uh, fucking uh, carnival cruise ship motherfuckers, and people from all over the world, like South Africa and Germany, and, you know, just came from everywhere. Yeah. It's a, it's a really big tourist attraction. And this was in Fort Lauderdale? Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. It's famous. Big definitely, beach, I've definitely, beach. yeah, definitely different than the beaches I'm. I grew up with Northern California beaches that are rocky, cold, and then there's pine trees and redwoods. You had to be really good with passports. You had to know a lot about fake passports, which isn't something most bouncers deal with. But you dealt with passports, a I'm lot sure. of them, and tons of out of state IDs. So you get to know states, uh, their ID cards basically. That's, that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. So, back to Sal Sapina. Yeah. He was a Mexican gentleman who, in the 1970s, started to use his Colombian-style music, and he started to spread it to the rest of Latin America and the U.S. even, because there's obviously a large Latino population here. So he became a superstar of yeah. cumbia, and uh, pretty much like the Bob Marley of cumbia is up there. That's awesome. And uh, really good. I'm sure you've heard him. I definitely grew up, when I realized who he was, I was like... Oh, I heard him when everyone just spoke Spanish and we just gutted fish. Yeah. Quite, a lot of jobs like you, I grew up with a lot of construction and labor jobs where they didn't speak much English. And there was mariachi and cumbia. I have no fucking clue what some uh, Latino music and Latino music is, but man, does it sound good. Like the stuff I was just playing yeah, earlier. Exactly. Like, yeah. I have no idea what they're saying linguistically, but... Man, when you hear the the band play and when you hear the singer just belting his heart out, it's a good thing, man. I can understand most of it, but there's some I can't. But you're right. Like certain emotions don't need are beyond language. Yep, you don't even need to hear it, man. You, when you know, a man is somebody. Or like somebody when you hear a man something. like he's crying about like despair and life. Yeah. Like you, you're like, all right, I get it, man. And most disenfranchised people, most poor people in the world, have a certain kind of music that they cling to because it keeps you moving, man. Good like, music keeps you going yeah. through the roughest times of your life. Um. Like out, like, like out here, it was blues and rap and also punk rock, too. A lot of disenfranchised, poor people listen yeah. to that and metal. So. But this, the album of Celsipine I want to recommend is uh, Grandest Exodus. Grand Exit. It's kind of like his greatest hits. Nice. And, uh, I mean, the man did music for 40-plus years. Awesome. And he just passed He passed away recently. But okay. Yeah, legend he's now. He's got to die sometime, man. But he, he did a whole lot, and uh, the song I recommend is Cumbia Sobre El Rio, which is translates to the uh, river flavor of Cumbia, pretty much. Sounds good. And uh, it's a good album. It's 45 minutes, and there's 12 songs. Each song, like, three to five minutes. And it's, from what I can understand, because I can... Understand? I've just we need about some life. Spanish speakers on the podcast, Trevor. We do. We do. <laughs> I speak somewhat. Like if I if I get back into it full on, I can start speaking again. When I'm around it all the time, I pick it up real quick. But the uh, it's mainly just about life. Yeah. This is basic. This is for basic folk people, about life. People making you know songs about their life, man. That's it's that's def- pretty much how music goes, yes. I think. So yeah. But it's not anything. How many how many uh, coca leaves would you give it out of ten? 
so for Coco Leaves and Accordion, by the way, this guy was a really good accordion player. He sang and played accordion. Then he okay. had a band where you would have guys doing guitar and drums, and you would have brass instruments. Like, it was a real mix. But for Coco Leaves, I would give it probably 8 out of 10 Coco Leaves. That's a lot of Coco Leaves. A lot of cocaine, but yeah. Good stuff. Shout out. All right. All right. Well, what else do we got on the old agenda, man? We got movie review, if you want to do that. Yeah, I can run into a movie review. You're a Blade Runner. Yeah, I uh, watched the original Blade Runner the other day. Whoop, whoop. And I never sat down and watched it. Oh, man. Um, Just not having, you know, complete knowledge of it, but I've heard about it through a lot of people talking about it over the years. It was made in 1982. Yeah. And, dude, some Ridley, of the... Scott. Yeah, and some of the uh, crazy uh, CGI and, and special effects were definitely way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, for the 80s, man, the best you could hope for is, like, Goonies or especially a Rocky early, movie or something. Especially early 80s. But for some reason, this, this one movie in particular had some of the best CGI. I mean, better than Star Wars, probably. Um... But the story follows Harrison Ford's character as a retired uh, cop, basically. In the future, they're called Blade Runners. Um, And he gets commissioned uh, to come out of retirement to take down these four. uh, In the future, they have uh, basically AI robots that are human-like, you know? And so he has to take them out and kill them. Yeah. Replicants, yeah. Um, Because they've gone rogue, basically. And they're only supposed to live a short time which is four years because it was like a fail safe in in case something happened um but it's it's such an in-depth story about this guy falling in love with one of them and him fucking just barely surviving he he kills almost all of them what was he got at the end? It looks like fucking Billy Idol. Yeah, yeah. Billy Idol looking dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and towards the end, I actually didn't get to see the very, very ending. Oh, I fell asleep. Dude. I fell asleep the last oh. 10 minutes, but I'm saving it for tonight so it's I can good. finish off the movie. I won't spoil it, but I will say it's good. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, it's good. But Blade Runner as a movie, uh, way ahead of its time. Harrison Ford, maybe one of his best roles. I, I'm not a huge Harrison Ford dude, but really cool in this it's movie. Good. And the director is the same guy that did Matrix. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott. Yeah. So you could tell, like, he even, I even heard an interview, like, Blade Runner helped give him ideas for Matrix. Of course. So it helped definitely lead into it. Yeah, and uh, just out of out of ten Blade Runners, that was a nine, that was a nine Blade Runner movie, man. Um, I want to watch Good the movie. new one uh, now because I've oh. seen the older one. Do you want to watch that with me? I actually cool. want to watch it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, we should check it out. Yeah. But I thought it'd be really cool to see the old one and then see the new one, kind of see the differences. Perspective. And yeah. and because the difference in timing uh, is is like 30 years, you know, between. So, or maybe more than that, you know, maybe more than because th- I think the new one came out in 2019 or, or 18. Well, like 82, so yeah. I mean, it would be 40 years right now, so yeah. 38 years, like, yeah, a lot of shit's changed in 38 years. And, and to see, like, the difference in in special effects and CGI now, whoo, man, pretty crazy. But as long as they keep a good story, man, I'm always down for a, for a cool sci-fi movie. That's why I loved uh, 
Jet Li's The One. You ever see that? Yes. That was such a cool one with like the multiverse theory and stuff and him fighting himself. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely some Avengers shit. Sci-fi is pretty dope when it's done well, man. But sci-fi can get really stupid really fast. Yeah. So you gotta like have a decent story, have some good action. Like one of my favorite sci-fi horror movies is The Thing. John I don't Carpenter think I've ever watched all it all the way through. I, I've watched bits and pieces of The Thing. Really good. It's about a team of uh, scientists in Antarctica that this strange thing. That is turns out to be an alien that can replicate its... It turn into whatever it wants to and trick, trick the people and then devour them. But it's uh, by director John Carpenter and um, the main actor is... Can't from, be listening to the Carpenters. Everybody's going to think we're gay. No, it's Brad. <laughs> Brad. <Yeah>. Carpenters are... <laughs> no, same group. That's the same I, scene. I thought of Chris. No, I thought good. of Chris. I promise you the Carpenters used to probably play with Brad. <laughs> they toured a lot together. Mamas and the Papas were probably Mamas the headliner. The Papas, yeah. We're the headliner. Maybe Sonny and Cher The monkeys show. came on to get yeah. everybody uh, out of there at the end. Well, yeah, <laughs> that place like some uh, early, mid-60s like folk pop music. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, <laughs> By the way, speaking of Silver Scroll, I'm talking about your breakfast. Yeah, a little breakfast date. We, uh, we, here was the funny part. I was getting ready to go down at 11 like we had planned, and I was a couple minutes late. I was, like, just grabbing things and running downstairs real fast. I'd been ready for a while, but I was just waiting to go. And on the trip down, I'm taking the elevator. It's, like, maybe 11.02. <laughs> Chris is calling me and leaving yeah. a voicemail, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, Chris, where you at? I'm in. I'm waiting." Yeah, because <laughs> he had been waiting to do this for a while. Um, so we walked down to the the original Pancake House, sat down. We got a booth. Nice. Yeah, fancy boys living that booth yes, life. Yes, booth life. Um, but immediately, Chris knew what he wanted. Like he he had been planning on getting some good food, man. He's an old man. He's got he's got, he's a got a lot of time to plan it. Yeah. Or you and I are just like, ah, I guess eggs. Yeah, but. something. Um, but he was really uh, excited, and we ordered. I got uh, sausage gravy, I got extra eggs and sausage, and then I got three pancakes, and that was pretty fucking yeah. good. Um, Chris ended up getting an omelet and some uh, home fries, all that good stuff, and he devoured it, man. He was waiting on that food. Um, we talked about how he's been doing. He says he's been great. We talked about life, and, you know, we just chit-chatted, caught up, make sure he's doing okay. He's doing okay. Um, and on the walk home, man, this was the funniest part. I saw a bus go by, and I go, don't you think Trevor should get a car? <laughs> and Chris was like, I don't know. Because <laughs> he doesn't have a car. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. But um, uh, I was asking him if he wanted to join the podcast on Sunday. And he goes, I don't know, man. I got a lot of things going on. <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you have going on? And he's like, I don't know, but maybe. The old man that doesn't work anymore. He's yeah, he hangs out around the house most of the time. But I love that, that he stays so busy. That, doing nothing. Yeah, doing stuff. Not much. I'm trying to get him to draw again, too, because he draws well. I'm like, Chris, start drawing again, man. He's like, all right, well, I got all these things going on. What? <laughs> 
I think, nothing geek I think that Chris really wants us to just come over to our old apartment and hang out and get drunk like we used to. But we've told them that doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work because there's people there we particularly don't want to see, and yes. there's also bad memories at that place that we Dude. just don't want to relive. So, you know... I'm sorry, Chris. You're going to have to make the trip over here. <laughs> got to move on. Got to always move forward, never backwards. Progression. Progression. Hell yeah. E40 style. Boom. Yeah, man. But um, it was a great day, man. Uh, I don't really get to do a ton of nice stuff for myself, and going to sit down and have a nice breakfast is one of the few things I, I do take a lot of uh, enjoyment in, just because it's something I did with my dad growing up, and it really helps me to to cool my jets, you know, and, and kind of think about where I'm at in my life. Um, it's always a good thing. Yeah. I don't eat out there often, but... We'll have to go out to IHOP again and get some more racism from a guy. <laughs> that racist dude at IHOP. What the fuck? A little Lonely Boys context. We talked about this a few episodes ago, but as we were leaving IHOP from a really weird service because our waiter quit in the middle... <laughs> Um, and it was on it wasn't day. our fault, but our it waiter was on just quit. Labor Day, yeah, it was Labor Day. And as we're coming out of there, uh, a family comes in. It's a Mexican family, maybe like ten or thirteen of them. You know, large family. And this old white guy walks by, and he's like, "Well, I guess they just got them off the bus from Texas, huh?" And we were just so taken back by it, we we couldn't believe that this. Dude all I all I could say was like. I didn't say anything. I didn't even understand what the fuck he was talking about All I said was, whatever. I was like, whatever. Like, that's all I could say. I was like, whatever, man. This dude was so racist. He caught us both off uh, guard. And then before we even had a chance to come up with anything to be like, you piece of shit, he was out the door. <laughs> so we were just standing there, both looking at each other like, how racist can you be, man? Fucking asshole. And it's not like making a, a, a light joke. Like, he was being serious. He's dead fucking serious, man. And... It just it pisses me off because that generation is dying Some, out, and I just man wish that probably, most of them about would fucking 80. die. He's yeah. about eighty. He's an old white man who thinks it's it's all still cool to be racist as fuck. Man, get yeah. over yourself, bro. Smoking them jazz cigarettes, some Negroes. Oh, you mean man. I'm smoking weed with my black friend? Yes. Go fuck yourself. People suck. Yeah. Everybody, you suck. <laughs> Yeah, For but those, we love you though. Those of you that don't suck, awesome. Those of you that suck. If you're listening you to this podcast, you probably don't suck. Also, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you're part of the resistance. You're part of the get resistance. Ready, get ready. Skynet's about to come online. We got to get John Connor. <laughs> so we also got. Uh, Have you seen this girl? Her name is Sarah. Sarah Connor. <laughs> Yeah, no, man. People just piss me off with how fucking ridiculous they are sometimes. Got the uh, the old Weber Dam. Oh yeah, Trevor's all excited about this damn story. Yeah, yeah. Real quick joke. What did the fish say when he swam into a wall? Damn. damn. So yeah. <laughs> and uh, up here in the, the U of jeans. In the U-est of jeans. The U-est of jeans. The genus of U's. <laughs> Come on, gotta give me that one. Ah, yeah, yeah. This guy. This guy. Wait, anyways, <laughs> uh, we, we as we as, as we live in Eugene. And God, Trevor, just pick a page already, man. He's like flipping through the whole newspaper. It was He's the like, page. man, I got this printed word. It's so difficult to ASMR find. ASMR sounds. I'm adding sound effects right now. That's what they did back in the old days, 
Chris in the 20s and 30s on oh, radio. Yeah, we'll yeah. see now. What's the new news, huh? Like for Thunder, they would literally shake paper, yeah, like shake yeah. things. That's they'd, what we're doing. They'd shake a piece of tin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Looks like some storms are rolling <laughs> in on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Prairie Home Companion because they were a show in the... 60s and 70s from Minnesota that shout reenacted, out the, that reenacted that old school radio of doing like making your own sound. Shout out the stories. Papio Daniel Flower Hour from uh, from Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh, <laughs> the Papio yes. Daniel Flower Hour where they're playing like oh fuck. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Yeah. You make me happy, happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. And then they were like, that was that new one. Please don't take my sunshine away. <laughs> and that's an old bluegrass song now that you have to sing in churches. Like, it's an old bluegrass yeah. song. But anyways, back to the dam. So 30 miles east of here as you head up to the Cascade Mountains. There's a town called Lieberg. And this... Just like Dexter and some other towns, or Blue River, uh, they have the Mackenzie River, which flows from the Cascades and down into eventually Eugene, and then eventually it empties out the ocean. But we, uh, Eugene and Springfield area, and some other towns around, get most of its power from Mackenzie River and from this dam. And think of the power. The power. <laughs> and in 2018, uh, it, a lot of it had to get shut down. Just because it was, this dam and canal was built almost a hundred years ago, and they've like, as it gone along, made gotta some fix updates. It, man, you gotta fix it. But it's it. just an old thing, and there's a lot of considerations on whether they should shut it down completely, partially shut it down, reopen it completely, or open it part way. So those are the four options. Yeah. They're just they're trying to it, by December they're supposed to like make a suggestion of what to do and then sure. from there it's going to take a few more years to figure it out but they're weighing their options they're weighing their options trying to find the least least path so there, there's the whole thing of like you know what's what's best for the, the economy versus what's best for the nature so there's a whole lot of well that's the problem we aren't good for nature by nature no humans have to adapt to their environment so we alter our environment but in doing that, you disturb your environment. So disturbing your environment in general is fucking it up. Yeah. It's just how fast and how rough are we fucking the world up, you know? Which is a lot. Yeah, and, we're, uh, we're fucking up a lot of things. Hydroelectric dams are one of the good good things that we do have going for us. So I think we should keep a lot of them in, in running order. But if that means that it has to be shut down for a certain amount of time, I don't see the problem. You know, but it's going to cause people's electric bill to go up. It's going to cause, you know, some issues with, you know, construction, it, timing. And out here, Eve Webb is who runs it, and that's the Eugene Water and Electric Board. There's only one company. There is no str- other. They, they have, have a, a monopoly. They have a monopoly. Yes. On the it's water so on funny fire. because, like. And they, they, they're the ones that are in charge of this canal and this dam. Well, if you were to say, hey, fuck you, E-Web, you've been terrible to me. I'm going to the other guy. That there is no what other, other guy. guy. Exactly. We're the only game in town, asshole. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, fuck, you're right. I'm going to hamster power. I have a team of 2,000 hamsters running on wheels constantly. <laughs> just endless, a dude powering two generators with thousands of hamsters. And just endless techno albums just to keep those hamsters moving. 
But, uh, yeah, they, um, talked about how to, I don't know, they, they threw some numbers out to fix it, and at the most, One it would million, cost $257.9 <laughs> million, so a quarter of a billion to reopen it, but they don't know if once they re- completely fix it and open it, it has to get shut down for environmental reasons or other things. We should, we should start talking about large sums of money like they're not. Quarter of a billion? I got that laying around, man. Oh, what are man. you talking about? I'm on my ass for that shit every day. Dude, Ooh. you got no idea. I got so many billions just sitting around. <laughs> What's up, Elon Musk? Jeff Whoa. Bezos sucks. You, you want to know why? Bitch, yeah, yeah, you just start calling Elon poor Musk bitch. and Jeff Bezos. Oh, you know those poor, you know those poor cocksuckers, Elon Musk and <laughs> you Bill ever heard Gates. Of this Bill, Bill Gates? Gates? He's poor as shit, it's man. Warren Buffett. This guy this has glasses. He can't even get uh, the surgery oh. to fix his eyes. Warren Buffett, he he has all his money to that make himself dead, young again. Man, Warren Buffett's been dead for ten years. He just keeps going around like Weekend at Bernie's. You know, <laughs> they're keeping him alive that way. That's hilarious. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's, Warren Buffett. Hell yeah. He's like, I got money, and he just he just throws a bunch of money at his hand. <laughs> like Warren Buffett, let's go to the bingo game. <laughs> Who else would be a funny rich guy to make fun of? Yeah, those are two low-hanging fruit, man. I want I want the fruit at the top of the tree. We're talking Saudi Arabian princes and shit. Oh, I'm talking right. oil blood money, man. So you're talking like Ben Salam. Yeah. Salam, he's the, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. That dude is poor as shit, man. He's making his money off of oil, dude. I'm making my money off of hamsters. Like I said, <laughs> I got the world's largest hamster farm, y'all. <laughs> Cream, cash was living around me. <laughs> Money, You ever seen what a team of 1,000 hamsters can do? <laughs> Pretty crazy. <laughs> I actually make my money from selling tears of the uh, of the ostrich. I They're sell, gonna. Have I, to, I just sell. I sell vials of ostrich tears. It makes crazy money. Good. There's gonna have to be at a point one dude who starts charging people for breathing air. I'm waiting. Yeah. There's gotta be There's, a guy it's a out joke, there. But. There's gotta be somebody Dude, out there charging, yeah, charging a motherfucker like for the breathing in their air. That's like, my air. I got air control. That's like the person that just managed to get their hands on a bunch of river rocks and sold those pet rocks, and that motherfucker made a million dollars. Yeah. You want to know why, Trevor? Because people, people buy dumb shit. They do. We need to stop this c- consumer lifestyle, y'all. Just stick to the basics: pussy, uh, weed. And fucking drugs. Hell yeah. Pussy weed and drugs should be your your three sounds like, main vices in life. That, that sounds Everything like else is a priority. Maybe some cocaine. Sounds very Columbia. Yeah. yeah, a little coke wouldn't hurt. I feel like Columbia is the theme so far. Well, yeah. Columbiana. Put that down. Oh, yeah. Obituary. Shout out to uh, Patrick Todd Parks, who died in September, and now, for whatever reason, the Rennie's obituary, but... Yeah. I think Local obituaries have to be written after they're dead, Trevor. Yeah, but... September was just half? a month, yeah. month and a half, though. That's so, maybe it took some time for them to put them in the paper. Probably. There's a backlog of dead people. There's a backlog <laughs> of dead people. <laughs> to get your name on that obituary, you gotta donate to the news. <laughs> yep. You want your dead husband's name in the paper? Well, we need some paper. Oh, every, oh so he, he was a... Uh, he was a, he he liked to study ge- genealogy and geology. Well, that's a few extra dollars to talk about it. 
His oh. love of nature instinctively led him to geology in his rock collection, ranged from obsidian, crystals, fossils, flint, quartz, agates, and geodes. Quartz, man, I'm talking pounds. All pounds. <laughs> yeah, shout out dead people. Shout out weed. <laughs> and dead people. Weed, dead people with weed. <laughs> By the way, Halloween's coming up. We will do an episode next Sunday. So yeah, get Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> and uh, old Mike, Michael might join us. Michael, yeah, that's Michael's great. I feel like here. he would be good for Halloween. He is redheaded, man. He can he can dress up like a jack o' lantern. Yeah, <laughs> we'd believe it. He has a very round head. So he has an extremely round head. That's what I mean. If he dressed up like a jack o' lantern, painted his face, I'd be like. Psh. Perfect. It's like, I am the great pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. He comes through, and he steals everybody's candy, and he punches a girl in the face. And you're like, Michael, calm down. What if he's the great... Give me that candy. <laughs> he looks like a wild, but I don't think he would do that. But, uh, <laughs> if he's some the great... young girl, <laughs> yeah, give me that shit. But if he's a great pumpkin, he could teach you the secrets of the pumpkin patch. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> yeah, um, but Blade Runner was a cool movie. <laughs> Anyways, let me talk about Dungeons and Dragons real quick. Let me okay, okay. Right. What happened at your double D game? I'm talking big tits. I wish I missed those. Yeah, wouldn't that be a way better thing to go to? D if you had D and D versus a chick with double D's, chick with the double D's. Obviously, nine times out of ten. Yeah. If it's the same girl. In the ninth time, maybe you go to D and D on the tenth time, yeah. you know. But yeah, I think that that would be a cool thing. <laughs> so back to the the non cool version D and D versus or Dungeon Master is a topless chick with double D's. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, right here. <laughs> I said it's a uh, it's a it's six, an old dude. <laughs> it's a it's an almost sixty year old redheaded man with, with red and, and white hair, Marshall, but. He does a good job. He, there you go. He he's he's been playing Dungeons Dragons since it started in nineteen seventy eight. Shout out Marshall. Yeah. Shout out Marshall. We are Marshall. Metzger. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall Tucker Band in this case. Marshall went. Mr. Mike. There was band. a movie called We Are Marshall. I've seen it. Yeah, that's what yes, I was. We are Marshall. I got the reference. <laughs> the town. But anyways, D and D. We um, last I'd been let. We had been left off. We were freeing a bunch of slaves from plantation and then just raiding all the shit. From the slave owners because we're privateers, which means we're pirates, but we're sponsored You're by a country. Privateers. Yes, but we're pi- but we're sponsored by a country, so we're like official. So we're like we're like you contractors. Guys are like mercs. Yeah, we're like contractors of an actual license. But so you got a license from this country to kill in the other country. Yeah. yeah. And so we so we're doing this, and we were just raiding. We had free. We had let a bunch of slaves go. We had gone to the to the fields. And stolen a bunch of spices because a bunch of like sugar cane and a bunch of food and cash crops. You guys came became a bunch of sugar daddies. Yeah, but spices, as you know, worth a lot of money. So like we're taking all the cash crops. What do you What do you celebrate with? But spiced wine and pickles. (laughs) That's next episode. That'll be a. uh, That's an inside joke too. The movie we saw last Halloween, but. Anyways, (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, that's true. Yes, there's levels. There's levels. Chris. We're deep, man. We're still waters run deep. Ooh, still, still waters, waters run, run deep. deep. That sounds like interesting. there's also a prison in Minnesota called Stillwater. Oh yeah. So fun fact I learned: apparently, I had a great great grandfather that 
He uh, helped build Stillwater, mm. the prison, and then he got convicted and had to serve time in there. Oh, of so the man they helped. buried him under the prison. Yeah, he was you know a carpenter from way back in the day, and yeah, I think his son was the one that went to World War One, got drunk, and got hit and killed by a train. But yeah, good times. Wouldn't it be crazy to be so a dude Stillwater's building Rundy. building the prison, talking all that shit about? And then you end up. Yeah, there. oh, these dumb fucks are gonna end up in this cell. And I'm then building some this shit cell. Happened, yeah. But it'd probably be great because you know all the flaws in the building. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, man, Jefferson built that? Pfft, he's an idiot. And just break out a wall. I mean, this, <laughs> the, and the Stillwater's a prison. And <coughs> what's crazy about it is right on the Great Lakes. So it's <laughs> right on the Canadian border. So the winter times are brutal as fuck. So the winter time, it's like you're not going to go anywhere. It's it's winter time at you know, 30, 40 below that will just kill you. It's the funniest part about prisons. They build them in places where nobody wants to be. Yeah. Like Alcatraz. They built it on a fucking island. I've, <laughs> I've actually been to Alcatraz. For and real? Yes. I went in eighth grade. We took a field trip out there because we're two hours That's away. That's dope. And it was awesome. But yeah, you go out there. We had to take a ferry out there. Yeah, dude, that place is... It's far enough away, and the thing you is... You try to swim for it. It's a mile of ocean, and in this mile of ocean, it's the Pacific, but it's cold. It's You're just north enough where it's cold. Yeah. There's great white sharks that go through the bay all the time. Yeah. There's rocks. Like, it's dangerous. You have a... There's people that die all the time who swim in the bay. Yeah. Ooh, tell me when to go. Ooh, tell me when to all go. about progression. Yeah, yeah. man. Ghost um, ride the shark. Ghost ride the shark. So what ended up happening? So, the uh, so at, so we were we were looking for nobles to like kill them and uh, like oh you're looking for people that were noble to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Pretty noble of us, I know. Pretty. But, uh, but they were slave owners, so fuck them. What is what is irony? You know. What I mean? <laughs> uh, tragedy over time, which is comedy or irony. But, anyways. So so we're it's like rain. <laughs> so so we're so we saw this young noble girl and we're like, oh, we're gonna murder her and then from there like go from there. So one of my Jonah, one of my my friends, he's a giant creature that's like a boar, like a were boar, like like a giant pig that's a human that can talk, almost like from Beast, Beauty and the Beast, like the Beast. Imagine who, that. Who was Jonah in the Bible? He was the guy that swallowed by the whale. That's right. That's right. Anyways, so he uh, was following this girl off this mat, this tower. So I, being a ninja pirate, I followed him up real sneaky, and then she she saw us, and then immediately she uh, I guess she opened up this pit and opened up a gateway to hell and like drew a pentagram on herself and traded her soul to become a demon and summoned four hellhounds, and then they immediately went for me. They didn't go for Jonah like. They immediately went for me, so I had to, like, do smoke bombs and a bunch of shit. I almost got killed. And Jonah turned into a giant mountain lion and had to wrestle her around. But we didn't realize how strong she is. And we almost died. And then Michael showed up, and Michael plays a witch and started casting spells. And then I stabbed her a bunch of poison blades. And then I got tri- and then I got teleported out with this bird, this raven that saved my life. It, it switched spots of me, and then it escaped. And then uh, Joan eventually got it enough, enough weapons that uh, she she turned into a, a human again, and then he crushed her head in, and then we took all the shit and we freed the slaves and we left some boats for him, like hey if you want freedom, right over there. And then we got in our ships and got the fuck it out of there and burned all the places down. 
It's like a constant theme in D&D that you're almost on the brink of death constantly, Mm -hmm. but if you have the right rolls and the right spells, you got it. By the way, we found a giant badass spell book, and we got, I got this cool badass sword, and we got spices, and our ship and our crew, we just made crazy money, so. Crazy money! We're gonna go back to port, give her portion to the king, and go from there, and then eventually we're gonna go out Why don't you tell the king to go fuck himself? You're a pirate. Well, we're we're getting there. We're still we're still not that high up in levels yet. Oh man, you gotta work our way up. You gotta tell the king, hey, we don't we want will. none of your king king well, we're stuff. Not, we're, we're not pirate kings yet. We're, we're all only, about lesbian seagulls. We're only level five right now. Maybe like level ten. We can. How about we talk about the guy last or two nights ago that got stabbed out in front of our apartment? Oh yes, <laughs> let's go. So right. Right, right. I guess we're going to bed pretty much. Right, literally right out my window. I could literally see the guy right out my window. Me too. Yes. Well, he wasn't quite on the corner. It was over here. It's on this side. It was the alley side. Chris isn't on the alley because he's not cool enough. That's all right. (coughs) He went out to the he went out to the living room and saw it happen too. Anyways, drunk college guy. He's on a date with the chick. Because he screamed about that, too. I was on a date! Yeah. But... And then she was screaming about it, too. But he and this, this this chick on a date. Almost dude comes up. Fucks with her car. Drunk college guy is like, oh, I'll handle this. I, I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. I'm a real tough guy. He chases him down the alleyway. Homeless dude stabs him. He stabs him in the hand. Stabs him in the hand. And then the guy just... Oh, I got stabbed! Yeah. For two hours. <laughs> screams about it. And mind you, we are half a block from the giant hospital. Not even a half a block. Not less even. Less than half a, quarter no, of a block. Not even a quarter, bro. The hospital is right next door. Like, literally, we live beside the hospital. We're literally 50, we're 50 one building. yards. We're one building from the hospital. Yeah, we're 50 yards there's from, a from goddamn, the hospital. There's a goddamn... A Dairy Queen in the way. There's a there, there's a dairy there's a Dairy Queen and a pizza shop in the way. Nothing else. I can else. literally standing up. I can see the emergency room sign. So there. this dude gets stabbed, yeah. and the cops show up, and they're the first ones there. And he's you know trying to scream about the guys going that way, and they didn't go after the guy because they were trying to deal with the person that was stabbed. Yeah. So, it was hilarious because when the cops got there, they were trying to calm him down. He wouldn't stop fucking flipping out. And he just kept on about how, this guy stabbed me, you need to go get this guy. But they're not going after him, you know. And what ends up happening got away. is, yeah, the fucking guy got away. So, what ends up happening is the, the fire truck shows up and the paramedics get out. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. He's explaining to the cops that he was stabbed. And the cops come up with the idea that he just should walk over to the hospital, which is right here. You and couldn't just be any get closer treatment. To yeah, because they had a fucking fire engine basically in front of the hospital. It, it made no sense. He should have just walked to the hospital. He was he was drunk and he, he was wanted drunk. a moment. And he, he wanted, wanted a moment. moment. Yeah, hundred percent. He liked the attention. He loved the attention. So the guy starts flipping out because they wouldn't wrap his hand up immediately. Like he starts, he's like, I am bleeding out. I'm bleeding out. I'm a human Juliet. Yeah, he said something about his blood not clotting. My blood won't clot. It's a condition. Well, sir, just walk right over here. It'll take you a minute to walk over. 
So no, treat me. He was all worked up on fucking adrenaline, and he was getting in the cops' face, like screaming at the cops. And I, 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 get I am not from a, a place where that is a real thing. In South Florida, if you get up in a cop's face and you fucking yell at them, they just go. knock you out, bro. They'll knock you out and say you hit them first, and that's it. Sacramento, too. Like, you're getting tased. Like, something's happening. Yeah, you. it was weird. Um, we're in a very liberal town, and, and most of the Eugene cops are nice enough not to hit a drunk guy that's just been stabbed. Yeah, drunk college guy. But he was making it so much worse for himself. He kept screaming at the cops and the paramedics, you're not treating me. You're not treating me. And his and the chick he was going on a date with, she was screaming too right down there and she's waving this blanket I don't know if you heard her too I heard somebody else but he was screaming over everybody she was screaming and then he took over but yeah the the guy was stabbed they weren't fucking giving him first aid immediately because he was right next to the hospital he should just walked his drunk ass over but I guess it wouldn't have been much more help for a for a bleeding guy to just walk through the ER so they wrapped his hand. The, That's it. the fire truck got out of there. It wasn't a life-threatening No, stab. he was making it into a bigger situation than it was, but then he throws the whole, I want all of your badge numbers. Yep. I want to know. Ramirez, is that you? Yes. I want all of your... Like, he was I want to so, make... I want to... Yeah, this he guy He wanted should, to get paid. He wanted a payday off of the cops not fucking tending to his wound immediately. So yeah, fuck this guy. Dude, I hope... bitch. I was gonna yell out You're the window, but it would've made no fucking uh, better of a situation. I was gonna yell, hey, why doesn't somebody finish the job and stab this guy in the throat? <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Great I was line. like, man, shut this guy up. Yeah, why doesn't somebody just kill him? <laughs> this guy sucks. Well, he maybe didn't suck, but he was a drunk guy who was bleeding, and I think a lot of the the whole thing just started because he was drunk. Mm-hmm. If he was sober, he probably would have called the cops, or he probably would have seen the dude with the knife coming at him. You know, you make a lot of dumb decisions sometimes when you're drunk. <laughs> and probably trying to fight a homeless guy isn't always the best option. I know from personal experience. <laughs> Especially at nighttime when the guy has on a bike. Yeah, this guy was on. It's a sad fact, man, but this world is not safe. Um, most of the people run around with knives or guns. A lot of them are on bikes, so a, a dude, that, dude, that, dude that roams around all the time, he can real quick on a bike stab your hand and then skitter off something. He can stab you in the throat and just dip. You know, yeah. it doesn't need to be the hand. But. You need to be careful who you pick your fights with in this world, man. Um, yeah. There are a lot more crazier people than just us. <laughs> you know, crazy always beats fucking angry every time. Yes. <laughs> they have places full of crazy, like Columbia. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. But the dude got stabbed. The cops helped him out. The whole story is that, you know, instead of seeking help from the right people, he was making a big scene. <laughs> I don't know. If you guys would have seen it, man, it would have been crazy. Yes. Oh, another fun one. Uh, Monday, I got aggressively panhandled and almost got into a confrontation with a deaf man when I was on my way to the bank. Yeah, Trevor was trying to start a fight with the deaf guy. No, no, he was trying to start a fight with me. No, Trevor walked up you to this deaf there, guy, slapped there. his deaf face, and... No. <laughs> I was walking along, and he started grunting at me. Bebe, bebe. He started matching my pace. So like, uh, he's on good drugs. That's what he sounded like. Beaker, like someone, sound like someone from. Like someone, someone from the Muppet Show. 
and he kind of looked like he looked like a, a, a slightly heavier set version of Manamana. Manamana. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a Muppets character. So I had this like Muppets character like walking in pace with me right next to me and starts shoving this cardboard sign in my face. And I like took a step back and got really like, all right, I'm going to have to fight this guy. And I read the sign that says, I am deaf. Please help me. So I looked in my wall. I had like three quarters. And I'm like, this is all I have. And I showed it to him. He's like, and he like did this weird like chicken dance. Did a seal dance. clap. Did like a seal clap, a weird chicken dance, and then scared off like a cockroach. And I was like, all right. And I went and like handled my business. But yeah, home, people, even if you're deaf, like be careful. Like don't be super aggressive just because you're deaf. Like I get it, it sucks, but everybody's, you might get attacked. Everybody's disabled until somebody else is more disabled. Like if a deaf guy hits a retarded guy, I don't care how deaf that guy is. He knows he knows he did something wrong. You know, everybody's got a disability, man. So just yeah. don't go hitting on anybody that doesn't deserve it. You'll know when the time comes to hit somebody because you'll just do it. <laughs> there won't be any fucking thought about it. You'll just knock a motherfucker for doing something wrong. It happens. It does, but the problem I think lies in that if you get into any confrontation or any altercation these days. You immediately go to jail. It's fucking retarded in the sense that people fight. People are going to fight. And as long as they're both not willing to press charges, like most cops, for the most part, will look the other way. Yeah. But in certain states, you get into a fight no matter what, you're going. Like, you know, Oregon. Oregon. Is one of the, measure <laughs> Oregon. 11. It's called Measure 11. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I didn't go to jail that one night for fighting that homeless dude was because he sucker punched me. And then I defended myself. And I didn't take another swing once I, I dropped him. You know, I just laid on top of Otherwise, his Otherwise, you would have gone to jail. Well, I made sure he got dropped on his head. So yeah. I think that, that he sucker punched me and I dropped him on his skull. I think it was tit for tat. You yeah. know, and that was it. So anyways. But, yeah, life goes on. We got to want to do one more. You can do demographics of Republican candidates. Yeah, it feels like too long of a subject. Yeah. For another Let's time. leave on a light note. Um, something something good that happened to you today. You have anything good happen to you? I came here and got to hang out with you and do this podcast. Hell yeah. Shout out podcast, man. Sometimes this is the highlight of the day for sure. Um, highlight of the day for me. Um, all the guys at work busted their ass, man. Everybody worked hard and everybody did a good job, man. And sometimes that's all you can ask for. You know, you can't ask for fucking people to break their backs and shit constantly. So just showing up, being a part of a team and helping out, man. Sometimes that's just all you need to do. Very goonies of you. Teamwork, man. Teamwork. If that's anything I can leave you guys with, just uh, work together. Don't let the system drag you down. Trevor? Yeah. Let these people hear something beautiful.
like that. That was great. Uh, Stillwaters run deep. Yeah, exactly. Life is deep. and So are we. <laughs> All right, folks. This has been a great episode. We'll catch you next time this Sunday coming up our Halloween episode. Um, we the episode's uploaded. Yeah, we'll definitely have the next episode uploaded here this weekend. Um, check us out, Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe, on Facebook um, and YouTube. And apparently Instagram too. Dylan's uh, we also do have an Instagram, yeah, yeah. But we got to get better at social media. It's just tough. Yeah. If if you guys know anybody that's willing to intern for a podcast, going absolutely everywhere, let us know. Drop us an email. By the way, uh, email is uh, tolstrom at nineteen ninety at email dot com or the two lonely boys in the canoe at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. All right, folks, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace. Be good.